Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life. This is number 73 in the series. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. These are some of my favorite shows to do. Letting you people uh, hear from some of the guys that uh, don't get the headlines of the big press machines uh, of Moto because, uh, yeah, they're just uh, buried back there a little bit, but they're still absolutely killing it. So I love doing these, and thank you for listening. Thank you, FXR Racing, for sponsoring this. Uh, Pulpamex30 is the code to save at FXRRacing.com. You go there and uh, punch in that code, and you can save. FXR Racing designed by racers for racers. Plenty of riders out there uh, wearing FXR each and every week, and a lot of privateers also. Uh, thanks to the folks at Racetech. Pulp19 is the code when you call down there to uh, to save. Uh, uh, you mentioned Pulp, Pulp 19 on there, and uh, they will dial you in with uh, service uh, on your suspension or service on your motors. Uh, a lot of riders use Race Tech out there, a lot of a top uh, privateers as well, including Ben LeMay, Race Tech Motors, Race Tech uh, uh, Suspension, and uh, and the guy on the phone as well. Get some help from Race Tech. And presented by Maxxis, the cat uses Maxxis tires, MXST tires out now from uh, the folks at Maxxis, Maxxis.com. Check them out and uh, developed by the king, Jeremy McGrath, and they're presenting on this show as well. So uh, with me on the line is a guy that I would say has been a real surprise for the first two rounds, easily getting into the main events in the 450s and uh, doing very, very well. We've had him on the show before, and we're happy to welcome him back in. Carlin Gardner, what's up, man? How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming on back on again. We've, we've talked to you on the Pulp Show, I believe. We've had the, you on this privateer show. Um, but, dude, you seem like a new guy. I mean, look, you, you were good. You were good. Yeah, but this this is a new Carlin Gardner. Do you agree? Uh, I wouldn't say new. I just think things are starting to fall into place a little better. Okay. Starting to believe, starting to believe in, in what I got going on a little more. But I, I wouldn't say I'm completely new. Not at all. Okay, so what... What what happened? What made you believe? Did you have a good off season? Did you, uh, you know, train better? Did you feel better on your bike? Uh, what's contributed to this, uh, to this new, uh, car, not new Carlin Gardner, semi new Carlin Gardner? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's just yeah, it's just starting to believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you turn pro, you start hearing what everyone does, what this guy does, what he, you know, what he eats, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, and everyone starts to fall into, you know, that that problem of trying to do that but you got to just learn what works for you and i think that was the biggest thing is i started to trust what i did differently like i mean i didn't do anything crazy but what i did worked for me yep so when you really believe that it's working and it's not you know not doing any harm to you then then you're then you truly believe that you can better yourself from it so that's the biggest thing that helped me out oh interesting yeah so it's not even like it's not not, and it's nothing that you changed it's nothing that you did it's like you said, you just kind of got a state of mind where you weren't wondering about what you were doing and whether it was right or not and all of that, huh? Yeah, no, not at all. And I would say if if I was to change anything, it was laps at the practice track. Um, working with Brian McDonald over the last year or so now, I got to do a camp with him in Nebraska that really opened my eyes to certain things and the amount of work I needed to do off the track. And I stopped stopped worrying about too much off the track. Mm-hmm. Um, so putting in the right amount of laps on the practice day and and making sure I, I'm doing what I'm supposed to has been has been a big, big benefit to me as well. Um, yeah, that's good. And actually, to be fair, uh, you've gone two for two to start 2019. But last season, near the end of the Supercross, now there were injuries, of course, and all of that a little bit. But you started putting it in the mains last year, if I remember right, near the end of the year, uh, with more regularity than ever before. So did did this sort of ch- did that help you in the off season? Did it sort of start changing around then? Um, no, not really. Actually, nope. I would say. Near the end of the season, I wasn't as good as I was at the beginning. Okay. Um, I was kind of kind of mixed up. Like I made 
the second round because I started 250 class last mm-hmm. year, and I made like every third weekend I was making a main event. So it was wasn't anything better or worse. I just you know when it was there I would take it, but this year I was coming in more so saying like I gotta be in you, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's not not just taking it as if it came to me. Um, yeah, man, he's been good. Um, eight oh five guy, Simi Valley. So the rains come at a one, and you win the LCQ over Chad Reed and rather easily. Are you a good mud rider? You're a SoCal guy. How can you be good in that sloppy, slippery stuff? <laughs> it, all, it just had to do a lot with the start. My yeah. starts have been really good. Yeah. I mean, everyone everyone can, can ride good when they have clear vision. <laughs> so I think that was the biggest help was just making sure I got a good start. And then uh-huh. I kind of let all those guys, I didn't have to be in the pack and be mixed up with that. I can just focus on what I need to do. You know, you're not trying to pass someone. Because if you were in the main line, it was fine. If you weren't, then it was sloppy. So that was the biggest help to get a gap in the beginning was have my own line to take and not have to worry about going off the main track. Dude, you had a lot of family and friends there probably, and you beat Chattery in the LCQ. Yeah, I, I had nearly everyone I knew after that. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like afterwards? Oh, people were so stoked. Yeah. I mean, it just just because of, you know, because last year when I won the LCQ in Indianapolis, it was not nearly as big of a deal. Just because the people that were there yep. being the first round and all the big hype and everything, it just made it so much better for everyone else. Um, yeah, absolutely, right? Um, that, that was cool, man. Like I said, you've been you've been very, very good this year. Um, and you're going to get to a point, Carlin, here where, like a lot of guys, you're, you're expecting to be in the main. You're not stoked to be in the main. And now in the main events themselves that are 20 minutes plus a lap, you can start working on going forward. Like, you look at your results from Glendale, and, dude, Reed's 14th and was pretty damn good. Bogle's 15th mm-hmm. on a factory machine and is a passivity champion. Uh, after that, Chiz is a veteran of 8,000 main events. He's 16. A-Ray, 17. You're 18. Like, you can start looking to get up higher and higher and start beating some guys with some real big names, right? I mean, that's kind of where your mindset needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. I Like, the biggest... The biggest thing is making sure you can do 20 plus one as hard as you can. Yeah. But then once you can do that, you got to start adding some speed to it. So, you know, I, I think my goals have kind of changed now at the beginning of the year. My goal is, you know, were to just be making the main events. But right after the first round, I immediately changed my mindset to how I need to be approaching these. Mm-hmm. So now so now it's exactly what you're saying is when I'm in those, I need to race with those guys and, and, and not being scared of them. I, like yeah. knowing I can I can run with them if not beat them. So. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're Alex Ray. Last year, he got to that point, right? Like he yep. he yep. got he got in shape. He wasn't just happy to be in the main anymore. And you saw this this guy. And obviously, I'm tied to with Alex and AMU. But in talking to him, like he got to this point where he's just like, "Yeah, screw those assholes. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna beat him. I'm gonna get in there." Right? Like, yeah, yeah. That that's what it takes. Um, and, and so that's cool. Uh, so hey, so Glendale itself, uh, much different track than Anaheim. Uh, trickier track. Uh, pretty gnarly like you probably for guy a lot of guys i think just focusing on clearing all the rhythms and doing all the obstacles was the biggest thing for you hard to race at the same time as that right yeah it was tough but it's always tough you get because we i would say we get adapted to you know when we put in laps at the practice track practice tracks you get so used to how the that dirt is in the first couple of rounds you kind of got accustomed to yourself to you know the different changing tracks so Anaheim was kind of muddy. I mean, practice was good, but mm-hmm. but other than race, other than racing, it was muddy. So we weren't able to really know how to really race stuff too much like it normally is. And then Glendale, 
I think it was just tough for me to figure out with the dirt because it's always hard, yep. um, hard packed and, and dry, but it, it had traction at the same time. So you kind of just had to learn how to ride it. You couldn't couldn't override it at all. Once you started overriding it, that's when you started making mistakes. And mm-hmm. I struggled with that in the first practice, and I slowly was trying to figure it out. Got, got, figured it out and got better and better. What's it like being in the seat to practice? Uh, how do you like that? What's it like for you? Um, it'll be better now, but this weekend was a little intimidating for me. <laughs> every every single time, I always get nervous. Like I'm going to be in their way, you know. Yep. But that, that's the thing. Same thing going back to you. Just I just got to know like this is what I've been trying to do my whole life and trying to beat these guys and stuff like that. I just got to be in there and know I can run with them and not be intimidated by them. I have talked to some guys that like it. Some guys don't because of what you said. Like some guys like being the fastest in the unseated group and being the alpha dog out there and being able to string things together. Other guys enjoy being with the best of the best of the world because you can see what they're doing, but yet it's they don't like it because you can't get a lap in. I see both sides, yeah. man. I don't know what would yeah. be better, you know? Yeah, it's tough to figure out. <laughs> I guess, hey, stick in a seated practice, right? That'll work. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the best for me. Um, BWR is uh, your team. Uh, Tyler Entignap is one of your uh, teammates. How did that ride come all about? And talk about that process a little bit. Um, well, yeah, it was just uh, mainly last year when I, I I rode for Brian White as well, but it was more so for West Coast. I ran my own program. Mm-hmm. Um, just just with him helping me out with engine suspension and everything. Um, and then this year he he gave me a call at the beginning of the year. And then, oh, not the beginning of the year, end of the year. And yep. was saying that he wanted to do, you know, wanted to do it big this year. Um, so I said, let's buckle down and make something happen. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it, it came about, honestly, that nothing fell together till maybe the end of November. Uh-huh. Um, we really were trying to push to get things together and, and, and got things going. And But, uh, no, i just been in, I've known him since 2016 and mm-hmm. became nothing but great friends with him. And um, Chris from Race Tech was the one who made us or introduced us to each other. And, um, yeah, he, he's, he's the man who does everything for me. Hey, so Brian White has helped out a lot of riders in the, uh, in the past, uh, a Ray and Kate Clayson. How do you like the motor work he does? How do you like your bike? Uh, it's, it's ridiculous, honestly, for, <laughs> for, for, I would say, you know, what he normally does to the engines and how much he charges, whatever it does. He has, he has it figured out. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Um, he he he'll just sit there and, and build something to your liking and, and never stop until you are just so happy with it. So, yeah, I can't thank him enough for the time he's put in with me to get everything dialed in. But yeah, my my bike is is ripping this year. Do you like it aggressive? Do you like it a little mellow? I mean, it's a four fifty, so there's only so really much you can mellow. use. Yeah, mellow. Really mellow. It's mellow. It's mellow, but I mean, usable. It's so hard to to get it to where you know each rider likes it, but mm-hmm. I want it to be powerful when you need it, like like a start straight, but also in between rhythm sections. I don't want it to rip out of my hands, you know. Yep, yep. So yeah, I what, think we really proved this weekend that we had really good starts, but it's not it's not you know crazy fast to where I can't control it. Yeah, what you've done is describe the perfect motor that every motor builder screws, <laughs> you know strives for right there. Um, and then Race Tech helps with the suspension a little bit, from what I understand. Yep, he, they yep. work with Brian White on yep. the suspension. He he, everything he does goes through Race Tech, um, but he builds it by himself for the whole team. Right. Um, but yeah, just just under the supervision of them. Okay. Um, so obviously you're a privateer uh, making the main events. Do you get expenses paid? Do you have a small bonus program? Do some of your sponsors kick in? How how does your deal work? As much as you want to get into it for for your for a guy like yourself, just to educate our listeners a little bit on on what it's like for you. Um, it's, it's tough. I mean, I do have people that help me out, but all of it is just, you know, 
somehow a connection here or there. Yep. People, people that just love the sport. Um, right now, the team is still building. Um, they're just, just helping us out with engine suspension stuff, which is, I mean, honestly, huge. Yeah. Ridiculously huge because, you know, race oh, engines yeah. and suspension are, are crazy for Supercross and then taking our bikes to the races. Um, but, no, that uh, that team is going to build over the next couple of years for sure. But then, yeah, so I just have people that help me out with entry fees and, you know, hotel costs yep. and stuff like that. Um, but nothing, nothing still major. My dad is still probably my biggest supporter. He always has been. So, so you're on the hook. Nice yeah. You're on the hook for travel. You're on the hook for, uh, a b- bikes if, if, or whatever they, they, yeah, they take your bike to the races. They do all that for you. You get contingency, you get purse money, that type of stuff. Yep. Um, yep. Yep. what is Honda contingency like this year? Uh, it's not bad. I mean, it's just like everything else. You got to get results to, for it to be good. <laughs> yeah. You can't, yep. you can't just, uh, make the night show and expect to be paid. You yep. got to go out, go out, and put in results, and, and make it worth um, for them, for people to pay you, give you contingency. Sure, but uh, you know when you do good, it's not terrible. Well, you know the way you're riding, you're, you're you have no points in the Pulpamex Yamaha Privateer LCQ Challenge. You have zero points, so I'll let you know. We're That's trying to good, good but bad. <laughs> I know. Just keep it up. Don't don't, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, just get the points and everything else. How close did you come to a national number last year? Uh, I think I was three points off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would have thought you would have been right there. You know, with with yeah, with, with, yeah. I have as many points right now as I did all last season. Oh, do you really? Oh, nice. Good, good <laughs> to know. Um, yeah, man, absolutely been uh, been killing it. FXR Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Privateer Island Life Number Seventy Three, presented by the folks at Maxis. Uh, use uh, the code Pulp Nineteen at racetech.com. Get the same stuff that Carlin Gardner's got, and many other guys, and FXR Racing, of course, as well. Uh, do you use the Hoosier tires? I do. And what do you think? They are insane. Come on, Carlin. Come on. You don't got to just be, you know, publicly. Like, how are they? I'm I'm not. I've told everyone I've talked to straight up. Okay. They are ridiculous. Good good to hear. Yeah, that that, that has been also a huge add to to my program this year. Um, And and on the slick hard stuff, works good? Works well? Yep, yep. Yep. Really good. Yeah. This weekend, I actually I played a lot with some front tire stuff, mm-hmm. compounds to just get a, a feeling I was looking for. It being dry, I wanted to hook up, but not also too much because we had a tire that I felt like was almost too much traction. Sounds weird, but I had a tire that actually felt like it had too much traction for the hard pack. Oh, okay. Like it, so I, yep. I wanted it to give a little bit, so I had a little more control of the front end. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I played around with that a little bit this weekend. Oh, interesting. Now, do you have to ride Hondas with uh, Brian White, or can you do anything else? You've been a Honda guy in the past, but um, what's that yes, like? Yes, it's, Honda, it's Hondas only. Okay. Um, where did you practice in the offseason? You're a Simi Valley guy. We talked about this before. 805 is your area code. Where where, that's your number. Where do you ride at? I'm, I'm mainly I'm central California. I'm San Luis Obispo area, mm-hmm. Paso Robles, California. So I mainly ride at Castillo Ranch with the Etikamp Brothers. That okay. Is, that has been the main place. And then if not, um, Robbie Wageman has a track that he's been letting me come out to as well. So those are, that's kind of been it. Honestly, last year I bounced back and forth milestone Elsinore or whatever ones were open, but yeah. I just stuck, I just stuck to uh, more private stuff this year. So I can kind of, you know, get in what I need to do and not have to worry about, you know, I can, I can test stuff and not have to worry about people seeing, I can do, do laps and not have to worry right. about people getting in the way, stuff like that. So, how does that work for Castillo? Because Roxon was there and building it track himself, but he didn't go this year. So, do you jerkies all chip in, or does uh, yeah. does, does Dave just build it out of the kindness of his heart for you guys? Yeah, no, it's it's the riders who want you know are coming out and riding it have to pitch in, and, and yep. you know we have to do the work ourselves. So, um, and how's the moto track coming there? 
Uh, at the I ranch. I haven't looked into it much. I, I've seen pictures and seen videos of people riding. It looks really cool, but I haven't really been over there too much to look at it. Uh, what do you mean? It's not that. It's like a two-minute bike ride over there. <laughs> yeah, but by the time you get there and you ride and you load up and leave, I don't. I really don't mess with that. Okay, all right. Um, hey, and so Tyler Entignap, obviously on your team, also a good dude. As we've we've had him on this show, and, and you and I both know him well. Um, just waiting to get him up to speed in Supercross a little bit, huh? Yeah, no, he he's up to speed. I think you know he he just he's just it's just got to go right for him mm-hmm. on the weekend. Um, the biggest thing is just everything falling into place. But he's 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 got the speed. How weird was it seeing Addy on a Suzuki? I still haven't got used to it, honestly. <laughs> and number ninety-seven <laughs> and Thor gear, right? Yeah, it's 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 trippy. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He was bummed after the race at the at the Glendale. Man, I he wasn't his usual self. He just was bummed on his riding, you know. And yeah. it's, it's just weird to see Addy not be the way he is. So yeah, um, what do you want to work on, Carlin? What do you uh, need to do to get a little better? Do you think what's what's the plan here? Just just keep doing me. Like I said, just don't mm-hmm. get caught up in, in changing something someone else is doing. Just keep keep worrying about what works for me and what I think is right. Um, keep listening to the people who have led me in the right direction before, and, yep. and that's just that's what's going to get me better. You know, time time will only tell, and I can't can't rush anything. So that's just what I got to stay calm and continue doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. And getting in the main events and moving forward from there, it's uh, it's something yeah. that uh, you know that you can work on and everything else. Because, dude, twenty plus one's a long time. Yeah, it is. It's getting shorter, luckily, but it's still a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Triple Crown this weekend in Anaheim. What do you think? Uh, now, uh, last weekend you would not have made it, Carlin. You qualified. Well, I guess you had the LCQ, but you qualified. Yeah, yeah. You, see, that's that's, that's what I think. Right. I'm never never the biggest qualifier, but I, yep. I can race. So I think you know I just need to focus on making sure I get the track down enough to where I can come out in the LCQ just as I normally do. Um, so. What's it like? Do you like that format? Do you do you enjoy that, or what's it like? Uh, I never got to do like the racing portion of it. I never uh-huh. made it. Um, I last year I fell running second on the LCQ, but so I, I don't really know. But the the race uh, practice is pretty normal um it's really busy with three practices and then lcq then mm-hmm. right with the night show stuff but yeah. um I, it'll be interesting this weekend because it's raining all week yeah. uh, we'll be interested to see how they build the track um everything yeah i don't i mean i'll just have to take it as it as it's brought to me yeah it is uh it is kind of weird um being in a seated practice will help you uh, i think yeah. in qualifying times right like from you know other times yeah absolutely i got to be my first season practice last year was um anaheim two for the first triple crown and I qualified, I think they take 18. I qualified yep. 19. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, Chisholm. I think Chisholm beat me by a little bit. But, but no, so I think, yeah, that's that's the best thing for me to start off the day. And then, um, yeah, we'll figure out we'll figure out what we need to do as it comes. Um, I always tell the some, like, Jess Pettis or any of these Canadian guys or anybody I know that's kind of racing Supercross, I'm like, hey, if you're in an unseated practice, get a time in right away because you don't know when the yellows are going to be flying. It's very possible that yeah. you, you never get a lap down, right? But yeah. in the seated, it's a little different, a little bit more etiquette and a little more intensity as it gets to the end. Did you notice that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just gung-ho from <laughs> green flag. Yeah. And everyone, someone's putting in a burner at all times. You know, Very rarely is someone just cruising around. So you have to kind of pick up the pace and keep it up the whole time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, man, it's cool that you ride up a Castillo though. That's that's got to be pretty sweet pulling into that place every day. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm very very thankful to be able to have that connection with the Edge and everything and being able to stay out there. So 
who else rides there? Adam, Tyler, you. Um, honestly, that's mainly it. That's but, it. Yeah. You know, people people come in every now and then. Brock Shoemaker, Robbie Wageman, um, Tyler Custer. Uh, people, you know, people come every now and then. But I would uh-huh. say, yeah, the main main people are um, Ethic Net Brothers and myself. Wageman made his first main uh, of the year in two fifties. Yeah. Yep. He killed it. He did right. He rode really well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He got he got thirteen. Um, are you surprised, or what do you know about him? I don't know much about him. I know he's a son no. of you know former racer and all that, but yeah, yeah. No, I was not surprised at all. I, no, I knew he can he can do that. You know, Anaheim one. There's just so much nerves and pressure that people put on themselves, and I think he rode a little bit under his potential. And then Phoenix, he came in mm-hmm. just riding absolutely perfect, like I've seen him ride all the time. So I think he can continue doing that as long as he you know he has confidence in himself. Who's a guy that you're racing right now in 450 class that that you I don't want to say look up to because you're racing these guys and you want to beat them or whatever, but who's somebody that, you know, you, you, you like what they're doing, you like their program, everything else, uh, the way they are or the way they talk to you or, or, or whatever, the way they handle themselves. Is there somebody that stands out in the 450 class? Um, I honestly don't know everyone that well. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I really followed Kenny on his, his journey and what he does and kind of how he approaches things just mentally and everything. Um, I would say I would follow that a lot, but I've only talked to him a handful of times, really. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know him too well. But other than that, like, I know, I guess I don't try, kind of just stay everyone, out of everyone's business and kind of yeah. focus on what I got going on a little bit. Right. What do you like to do for training? What do you uh, What do you like to do? Um, mainly I'll mountain bike. Yeah. Um, I, used, I did a lot of gym work last year that I thought kind of drained me down. And, you know, you get in, you know, there's problems with overtraining. So I think that was the problem I had last year. This year, like I said, I put in more laps at the practice track. Mm-hmm. And then if I don't feel too burned out, I'll do a mountain bike ride. But other than that, try try not to overdo anything at all. Um, mountain biking is a little rare. A lot of guys like road bike. Uh, but, but where you live, I imagine mountain biking is pretty sweet. Yeah, mountain biking... I mean, yeah, people road bike, but I think mountain biking is better for supercross. Mm-hmm. Just, just the heart rate spike and, and then the like going downhill and stuff, the, the yep. um, jolting of your arms and everything, and the quick thinking. And I think it, it's a little better for supercross. Road biking is a little better for outdoors. Right. Um, I'm Levo life now, man. I got a Levo, and it has been so much fun. Are those was the electric one. Yeah, the e bikes. I don't. You don't need oh, one. Yeah. You're super athlete yeah, guy. No, I, I'm telling you. People, people actually do ride them for training to, to stay in the heart rate zone. Yeah, yeah. Alden's big on that. Alden loves them yeah. just because you know he doesn't want those guys kind of you know spiking their heart rate and getting it high and everything else. But um, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, so I, I need to bring it up there and go mountain biking with you guys. Probably some good stuff up there. Yeah, there's some gnarly stuff in San Luis Obispo. I, I don't. I, I've been trying to link up with the Etic Naps because they do in Santa Barbara a lot, but right. I never made it made it happen. I've just been kind of doing it on my own mainly. So are you just like, look, all you guys, Simi Valley guys and, and north of that, San Luis Obispo and, and Lompoc or Lompoc or whatever the hell it's called, you're all mm-hmm. SoCal snobs. Like, So do you go to Milestone, Elsinore? I have not been to Milestone this year. You just I'll You just to- won't go down the hill. You're just screw it. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's a zoo. <laughs> I've been only reason I'm at up in Ryan Nelson is because um, I've been staying down in Southern California, so it's easier to get to all the West Coast races. Yep. I've been just been riding Nelson North because it's four miles down the road. Yeah. Um, but I've yeah I've been trying to stay away from Milestone. Um, will you stay back east at all, or will you fly all year? Um, I haven't figured it out too much. Okay. Um, if we find a place that works for the rig and for trying to work and everything and 
um, for a couple riders to be, then I'll, I'll probably stay a couple weeks. But yep. as of right now, the plan is just to be flying back and forth. Yeah, just kind of have your program, have it dialed, have a good practice bike and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, interesting uh, to hear all this. Carlin Gardner on the uh, FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life Podcast number 73, BWR Honda. Uh, Carlin Gardner, absolutely killing it uh, this year to uh, to start. What was it like in Anaheim with the mud and the rain and, and all that? Was it was it too bad or was it just a shit show from the start? It, it wasn't too terrible. Practice went really good because it held off yep. all day. Yep. Um, so we were able to really figure out the track. And then, you know, it just started progressively raining harder and longer. So we were able to adapt to the track really well, actually, because it wasn't like we didn't ride it at all, and then it was just yeah. a mud hole. Yeah. So, you know, it, there was people on the track all night long as it rained, so the main lines weren't too terrible. It was slick, and like I said, if you got out of the main line, mm-hmm. you were just done for. But as long as you stayed in the main race line and, and didn't get caught up in anything crazy, it wasn't wasn't definitely not the worst mud race at all. It seemed to me like, yeah, everyone was still jumping everything. Guys were doing the quad in that one rhythm lane. But then yeah. I'm like looking at the rain falling and the lights, and I'm like, how are these guys doing it? It was very bizarre to, to see everybody that really just kept jumping everything, the two doubles and everything. Yeah, it just rained harder and harder. It wasn't about midway through the main event. It started really raining. I would say about 15 minutes, the track completely changed. It was somewhat wet, and then it got really wet. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, boy, this this is, this sucks. <laughs> At that point, I didn't even care anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, just circulate, do the laps, and you know, and don't 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 crash, right? Yeah. Uh, are you any rounds that are coming up that you're looking forward to? Um, no, just kind of just taking it weekend by weekend. Yeah, you know, I, I I honestly can't even remember which rounds next until Monday morning when I look up look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that attitude, Gardner. You're in a zone right now. You're just just doing your thing. Just trying to right. trying to be in the zone. Yeah, yeah, really right. Uh, well, hey man, thanks for the time. I really appreciate it. Uh, like I said. Probably the biggest surprise to start the season, you two for two, uh, and riding very well at that, um, you know, to get into the main events. It's, I, look, I, people hate when you go on about deep field, but it is. It legitimately is. Chad Reed got 14th. Bogle is a 250 champion, got 15th. Chisholm, yeah, you know? I've, yeah, I go back and forth with people all the time. It's deep, but we were looking at times over the last few years for, you know, 1 to 20 and 20 to 40. Um, they're the same, honestly. You know, the riders, yep, yep. the riders' histories make it look so big. But as far as riding skill wise and yep. time wise, yeah, yeah. it's it's still the same gaps. Do you mean the yeah? You mean the gap from first to tenth or tenth to twentieth two or whatever? That's that's what you mean, like qualifying. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, really? Because man, it seems like we've been we've been like whatever point eight was the top seven guys at A one or something. The gap was or one point six all the way to fifteenth. I, I thought I saw or read. But you're saying that you looked at it; it was it was close to the same. Yeah, the 450 class. Yeah, is close. I haven't looked at the 250. No, class. I was I talking. That's, yeah, that's that was... a bit off. But yeah, 450 class is still very close. Yeah, and it's crazy that that stuff, like just one slip up in a turn or whatever, and yeah, done. <laughs> you're yeah. done. You just that's it. You 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 one extra one extra blurp in the corner. You miss it, and you're down to 40. I know how. <laughs> You know, we talk about this too because Justin Hill and Mookie have been at the top of the qualifying charts for a couple of weeks. Mookie obviously will be out for a while, but um, how much different is qualifying to a race speed? Completely different. Completely. It's it's you know I would say that it's not the speed necessarily, just how someone can race a track versus when they you know they're not someone's not behind them and they can put in a lap at their own comfortability. It just changes mentally to how someone can race and qualify because I've never been. 
a good qualifier just because I don't like pushing my limits too much because I know I'll hit the deck. Uh-huh. But I've always been a racer because it's just a different mindset, how you read the track and how you can attack certain things and stuff like that. You just have to have to, you know, figure it out differently. That's crazy. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, you know, because all of us guys that watch it are like, oh, look at Hill, look at Mookie, like, oh, this is great. But, you know, this weekend, outside of Baggett winning, and Baggett's an elite, elite guy, the, the next four guys were all the ones that we talked about being there, you know, each and every mm-hmm. week. Like, you're just like, you're like, okay, you guys can lay down a lap. You kids can lay down a lap. Go ahead. But when the 20 plus one starts, it'll be, you know, the big dogs. Yep. Um, well, hey, man, thanks for the, thanks for the, uh, for the time on the podcast. Congratulations on the start to the year. Uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, all you and all your sponsors uh, have been doing a great job, and uh, I'm sure people would love to hear this and, and cheer for you a little bit. And uh, keep it up, man. Keep doing uh, what you're doing because uh, it's really, you're really working well and you're riding well and, and all of that. Thanks for the FXR Racing Race Tech Suspension. Privateer Island Podcast, Carlin Gardner. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I appreciate it.